You're listening to Smashing 50, the health, fitness and personal development podcast for middle-aged men. So Mike here from Smashing 50 with another podcast. And today I'm starting a little series on the, the benefits of giving up alcohol. And I'm very happy to have here with me today for a little chat, Harvey Roberts, who uh, I got in contact with via uh, One Year No Beer Facebook group. And Harvey lives up in Almouth, which is uh, up in Northumberland, and he runs a B&B. And he's been on a um, alcohol-free journey also. So thank you very much for joining me today. Harvey, how are you? Hi, Mike. Thanks for asking me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing well, thank you. Very good. So we're here to, to talk about um, the benefits of going alcohol-free. Uh, and you've been through uh, a one-year no-beer journey um, I believe. So I've got a few questions I'd love to ask you and, you know, hoping that we can really sort of inspire a few other middle-aged men who, are, you know, want to think about their relationship with alcohol um, and see if they can be inspired to take some action and, uh, and make a change. So um, let me just ask you first. So what was your relationship with alcohol before you discovered one year no beer or before you, you know, decided to take a break? Um, I would say... Uh, for most of my career or drinking career, if you like, I was what would be called a middle lane drinker. So uh, I didn't think that I was drinking too much. Uh, I drank a similar amount to my friends, but, you know, and I maybe drank on a Friday and a Saturday. But I think looking back on things retrospectively, uh, now I no longer drink, uh, uh, I can see that probably the, that relationship right from the start was possibly not, you know, that healthy. Um, and I think the thing that when I did drink, uh, I typically dragged to get drunk. Um, you know, it was just a given. You would be drunk that evening. Uh, and that now, when I think of that, I find that quite odd. But until I went alcohol-free, I didn't think that that was odd at all. I thought that was completely normal. And, and that's how everyone behaved. Uh, and actually, I think a lot of people do. That is their relationship with alcohol. And I think a lot of people just assume that, that is normal. But, you, you know, I never, I never classed... I never thought of it in, in a way of perhaps, uh, you know, I had... Uh, I don't like to say I had a drink problem, but I was definitely drinking too much. Um, mm. But it was so socially acceptable that you never give it a moment's thought. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, though, who, who are thinking that, you know, I don't know what your experience has been, but well, when you tell people that, you know, I don't drink or, you know, I'm taking a break from drinking alcohol, mm. they automatically kind of assume that you have had some sort of problem, mm -hmm. right? that you have been an alcoholic. Yeah. And, but I think, most of us are all just middle of the road drinkers, as you put it. But, but I would have been the same. I mean, if if I came across someone and they said they didn't drink, I'd be like, mm, I wonder what the story is there. Yeah. You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. so unusual to come across people that don't drink. I mean, it's becoming more so, uh, and I think I come across it more often now because I don't drink. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, you, you, you typically will come across people more 
when you're not drinking who don't drink. But back back in the day, uh, it would have been, you know, a bit of a shocker. And so, you know, going back to just before you you decided to to take a break, uh, you know, what was your health like in, at that time? Or you know, what were your relationships like and and your lifestyle? So I would say I probably never really gave an awful lot of thought to health. Um, I had the sort of habits that didn't allow me to think too much about my health. So I was, as we said, uh, I was a pretty heavy drinker, um, albeit condensed into one or two days every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I also smoked quite heavily. I tried a couple of times in the past to stop, but always ended up going back to it. Um, And, you know, both of those things, but particularly smoking, I suppose, as well, they don't really go hand in hand with exercise (laughs) and a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I just thought, well, you know, that wasn't for me. I'd, you know, people who went to the gym, people who went out running, that I just wasn't one of those people. Yeah. And so what made you make the leap then and, you know, decide to, to give up drinking and like, how did you come across one year, no beer in particular? And why did you choose them? So I'd say for a couple of years, I had a, well, so go, go back four or five years ago, I had a change of um, career um, and packed in the corporate job and set up bed and breakfast so where I am um, not only is it a seven day a week job um, and so weekends obviously they exist but you know you're working every weekend but it's it's very much about people being on holiday and so you know I fell into that slight trap of not having the discipline of an office to go to Monday to Friday uh, and then that sort of let's get drunk on a Friday and Saturday that didn't exist anymore and it started to become um, a bit more of a sort of having a, a drink or two you know nearly every day and I just started feeling a bit sick and tired of all of that um, and thought I, I want to have a break from alcohol. But I mean, you know, that was me doing that over the course of two, three, four years. You know, that was a gradual build up. Um, and I think for about a year, I was thinking, I need to cut down on my drinking. Oh, I'm drinking too much. Da, 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 da. Um, and I decided to just give up for a couple of weeks. Um, and I think I was Googling around the place, uh, you know, the effects of stopping drinking for a couple of weeks or, you know, all of those things that you do and came across one year, no beer. Um, and look, had a look at that, oh, that's interesting. And they did 28 day challenge that you could do, or they, you could do a 90 day challenge or you could go for the full three, six, five. And at the time, I think they were running a really good offer on doing the 90 day challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of a no brainer to do it versus the 28 day one. But I, so I signed up for it, but I had no intention of doing 90 days. I only signed up to 90 days because it was a good deal. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I'll use the community and the, the resources that they seemed to be offering to help me sort of get those two weeks or maybe three weeks, maybe a month. I wasn't really thinking 
two, I certainly wouldn't have thought I would do more than a month. I mean, why, why would you? Yeah. I just, I suppose I wanted to prove to myself that I could go a month or however long without drinking mm-hmm. um, and didn't feel like doing it sort of on my own. Um, so that's how I stumbled into one year no beer. Um, and then, you know, you become part of the Facebook community. There. It's a private face, Facebook community. So only people part of it can see what you're posting. And I mean, I, I have to say, I wasn't a terribly active member. I was much more of a watcher. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I did sort of make comments on people's posts and stuff, but I think it was then that, you know, you sort of see other people doing the various challenges and they're at different stages and that kind of inspires you yeah. along and you realise, and people are sharing their stories and my God, they, they, they sometimes share some really personal stuff about their own drinking behaviours and all of that. And it really makes you question what you were like um, and to perhaps, you know, address some uncomfortable truths um, about your own behaviour. And it also, but because there's the community, you, you, you sort of you sort of think, okay, well, it's not just me. It wasn't just me that did that. And, oh my God, I'm not like crazy as I thought I would be, or I'm not the only one that woke up in the morning after having drunk too much thinking, oh my God, I can't remember parts of the evening. And then of course you make it up and think you've done something and even though you might not have, but honestly, I thought I was one of the, you know, I thought it was just me that did that. And, you know, and then you beat yourself up over that, don't you? But so being part of the community, it just spurs you on, actually. And you sort of think, okay, you know, yeah, I can do it. Well, look, they've done it. I can do it. And so I quickly sort of committed to the 90 days. Um, but that was it. I was never going to do any more than 90 days. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, but then I got to the 90 days and, you know, I was enjoying it so much and you know so many things have changed for the better in my life which I'm sure we'll get on to but you just realize just how much you know alcohol was potentially holding you back in some Mm -hmm. respects and um, and so I think uh, it was probably on about day 96 uh, and I did have a uh, glass of wine to celebrate, if you like. And I just didn't enjoy it. And I just, you know, I looked at it and I looked at all my friends sitting around at lunch, necking the wine back, which I would have normally been. And I'm thinking, this is disgusting, you know? And, oh, you know, my head was already starting to pound a bit. And I just thought, nah, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I want to go on and I want to do the full, full three six five and do the year it's so amazing how your perception of it changes you know you know i've oh. done it myself where, where because i live in in barcelona and the, it's a very kind of outdoor lifestyle and you walk along and and you see people sitting on the street all afternoon and you know you might go past one way and then come back past another hour or two later and people are still sitting there drinking and which, which yeah. you know 
it's great in some respects, you know, there's that whole social aspect of it, but my whole, you know, my whole perception had changed because I wasn't drinking and mm -hmm. I thought, oh, this, mm -hmm. you know, I could do that, but without having to wake up in the morning with a, you know, oh, right. lose I mean, the next day because of it. If, if I go, you know, when I go out now, because, you know, I did the year, if I want to drink now, then I can drink, you know, there's no challenge holding me back or stopping me rather. Um, and, you know, I think, so I completed my 365 back in April of this year when we were in lockdown. Um, and uh, I, I, so it was probably about July time when social lives started up again. And I could remember going out and I was meeting some friends and I'd not seen them for a while. And I thought, Do you know what, I probably will have a couple of glasses of wine tonight. And then it got to it. And I just thought, no. Nah why would I ruin a really good evening by drinking alcohol? And it was like, what the hell is that about? Because I do now see, see it in a totally different light. You know, I, and you're right, why would you trade the next day and possibly the day after yeah. just to kind of drink a load of stuff that is probably you enjoy for about an hour and the rest of the time it's just de exactly. deadening and dulling all of your senses yeah i mean and the more i've you know read up about it and written about it you know mm. discover it's just a toxin and you know mm. and, you know you're just poisoning your body and you and you know of course because i started this journey as soon as i was 40 i was trying to just think about it how can i improve my health and you know, all, all these different ways. And mm. by, by just removing that toxin is uh, huge. But yet it's probably one of the last things you thought about because, yeah, exactly. you know, we never think about, um, you know, alcohol because it's so readily available. Yeah. You know, everyone does it. Um, and I mean, in some ways, I think, you know, it's probably how smoking was way back in the day when everyone smoked it was just the norm everyone did it yeah but, exactly. uh it is extraordinary the 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 myth that surrounds alcohol and you know the fact that it's sold across the world really as something that enhances your social life and it makes things more fun and the opposite is true sure yeah. um and when you realize that, it's like, you know, it's like the lights have been turned on and mm -hmm. it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to drink now. I, I, want, I want to have a nice evening with my friends and I want to enjoy it and I want to remember it and I want to wake up the next day and not feel, yeah. oh. Well, I've, I've got a young son, he's four years old and, and that was a big part of it as well. Um, because the first couple of years waking up with a hangover when he was waking up at five o'clock in the morning was just horrendous. Yeah. And, and also like I had a short temper with him, um, mm. you know, cause you know, little kids, they could be so annoying and so, you know, in your face. And, mm. and when it's five o'clock in the morning and you've been out and you've had five pints, six pints, you know, and you've come home mm. at 12, you're going to be uh, a little bit cranky. And so for me, the biggest thing has been, going this whole year waking up with a clear head every morning just mm. having more time for him not being mm. not being and probably enjoying him more and enjoying it yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So did, did I you mean, I don't, have, I don't have children, but I mean, I have a dog. And yeah. I used to get up in the morning, I'd be like, oh, come on, let's go for a walk. And, you know, I would take her out on her walks, you know, in the morning and in the afternoon, slightly begrudgingly a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, in the morning, because I felt a bit shit. And in the afternoon, because it was like, come on, you know, I need, need you're cutting into valuable drinking time here. Yeah. Uh, and, and now, you know, it's like, come on, let's go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can re- really value that, that time, you know, of you know, spending time yes. with your son or with your dog or, or, or the people, <laughs> the people and, and the animals that you love, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you find yeah, the challenge yeah, easy, yeah. Harvey? Um, I, I don't think it is easy because, um, y- you know, you're changing a very long-standing habit Um, and you're swimming against the tide um, and you're doing something that the vast majority of people don't understand Mm -hmm. Um, and you know to be honest don't really want you to do you know because they I, I think it's an odd one why people have such a problem when you decide to stop drinking alcohol. Um, you know, I, in some cases, I think they have an, a problem with it because it's shining the light a bit on them yeah. uh, and makes them think about their drinking habits when they don't want to. But actually, I mean, it's not just that. It, it literally sort of upsets everybody, even people that don't really drink an awful lot. I mean, I would hear people in the village where I live saying things like, oh, come on, you know, when are you going to stop all of this nonsense? And, you know, oh, we never see you anymore, you know, because you're never in the pub. And it's like, well, no, but we can do other things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, they just, I mean, I've heard it said, and you'll have probably heard it said, that, you know, alcohol is one of the only, you know, drugs that you have to justify not taking. Yeah. Um, and it's so true. You know, people really, really don't like it when you stop. So it is hard to stop and, um, you know, and to stick with it. And that's why I think communities like One Year No Beer and, there, you know, there are loads of sober communities out there, which you know, was a newsflash for me. I mean, I never knew any of this sort of stuff existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think it's why they are so important and help you to achieve the challenge because you know you're going to get support through those people and through those channels because you're not going to get it from your mates yeah because you, you know who just want you to drink because because they're all going it you know the community are going through it all the same at the same time aren't they so they're hearing the same yes. things as you yeah so, so that's so they're your backup your backup yeah team. they are your backup because your mates will just want you to fail really and I don't mean that in a nasty way and they don't mean it in a nasty way and I mean I would have probably been the first person up at the bar buying someone a drink when they're saying they're not drinking because I'd be like come on what's wrong with you exactly exactly but you know now you know you look back on that and you think how screwed was that you know if they don't want to drink why why are we forcing someone Exactly. To drink. It's, yeah. it's a really it's strange so kind of uh, social mm. conundrum, isn't it? It's really, when you think about it, like that. Mm-hmm. And so, 
how has your life changed since you've given up, you know, in terms of your health, relationships, lifestyle, money even? Yeah, well, it's changed enormously in some ways. I, I mean, you know, on, on a number of different levels and to smaller and larger degrees. I mean, from a health um, aspect, about four weeks into stopping drinking, uh, is when I just literally kind of out of the blue decided I was also going to quit smoking. I think I just had more motivation and, you, you know, you do find that you, you don't realise at the time that alcohol really does kind of rob you of your get up and go and your motivation and all of that. And I your think... time as well, I felt. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not just the time spent drinking, um, yeah. but it's the time spent recovering, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Uh, and all of that you get back, which is amazing. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I just decided to quit smoking four weeks. Well, it was six weeks into my challenge. Um, and that was uh, over 500 days ago now that I stopped smoking so you can imagine the impact on my health by stopping drinking stopping smoking i would say probably a couple of months into the challenge um i decided to do the couch to 5k mm -hmm. uh, and i had never run ever <laughs> i mean i you know i used to mock people out running you know i'd be like oh, why don't they just get a life and go to the pub uh, you know and I, I i suppose i mocked them because i was slightly envious of them because i somewhere deep inside me i knew that actually what they were doing was better than what i was doing yeah but i still i would sort of I would kind of roll my eyes if I saw someone out running on a Sunday morning. I'd just be like, oh man, look at that idiot. Yeah. Um, and there was me out running on a Sunday morning. And actually I loved the fact that I would be like, look at me, I'm one of those idiots. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you kind <laughs> of get high, you don't you? Like thinking, everyone oh, else yeah. like in bed, hungover. <laughs> here I am enjoying I the know. sunrise. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally, totally, and it was great, you know. And I, because I think you, you're right when you say it robs you of time, alcohol. And so you get all of this extra time, and you have to fill it. Um, but you've got the, you, you know, you're not pressing the can't be asked button when you get up in the morning. Yeah. You know, how many times do we have, have we all sort of gone to bed and gone, right, tomorrow I'm going out for a run or tomorrow I'll go to the gym. Um, but maybe you have a couple of drinks and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just go tomorrow. And I think, I think the difference when you don't drink alcohol is that you become more consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, yeah, of course you... Yeah, you know, life still happens and it's not all a bed of roses, but I think you definitely handle things um, more calmly. Uh, you know, it's like life happens, but without all the drama yeah. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I, I don't say that I'm teetotal now. Uh, I've had alcohol on maybe three occasions since I 
completed my year. Um, and that has only been maybe a, half a glass of wine at any one time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just don't enjoy it anymore. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel instantly the impact it starts to have on me. You know, I start getting a bit of a headache. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because in its basic form, it is uh, a toxic substance. That, <laughs> and that's what's so extraordinary, isn't it? That we just think it's so normal to drink it when it's basically, you know, a toxic substance that we have to dilute with sugar and water and all other sorts of things. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I, so I can definitely... Um, I, I can definitely feel the effects it has on me um, a lot more. So my health has improved a lot. Um, I have a, a definitely more disposable income. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing how much you can save. Um, and my relationships, yeah, I'd say relationships-wise, I think again it becomes it comes down to that consistency thing. You know. I actually make more effort to see people now than I did because, um, I mean, for example, a friend of mine turned 50 in August, uh, start of August, uh, and he lives back where I used to live in Yorkshire. Uh, and they were, he was having a party on the Saturday afternoon. Ordinarily, there wouldn't there was no way I would go because I was working. Um, I had a, you know, the B&B was full that weekend. Uh, and so I, I just would miss it. Uh, and it was a couple of days prior and I just suddenly thought, well, why don't I just drive? You know, it was two hours drive. Yeah. So I just hopped in the car in, uh, after lunch. The work was all done here. Um, jumped in the car. Two hours later, I was there spent maybe three hours at the party and drove back. And it just wouldn't have ever occurred to me to do that. It just wouldn't. Exactly. Um, because, uh, and, and because I, I met a friend. Like, you'd have to plan, where am I going to sleep? How am I going to get home? You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because the idea of going to a friend's 50th party and not drinking, well, it, it just didn't occur, occur to me to do that. It was just, well, I wouldn't go. And, you know, it, I, I met a friend who I hadn't seen for a while and at the party down there, and he said, oh, hey, you're not drinking at the moment. I was like, yeah, that's right. And he said, so, so what do you do for social life? And I kind of looked at him. I said, well, I'm here at this party, and I can tell you, if I was still drinking, I wouldn't be here. So I have a better social life now. I go out a lot. I go out more because, as you say, you don't have to worry about how you're going to get home. Da, 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 da. And, you know, oh, I've got an early start the next morning. Well, that doesn't matter because I won't be hungover. You yeah. know, so your social life actually improves. And you don't stay out as late because, you know, let's face it. I mean, I love spending time with my friends still. They all drink. So I've kind of had enough after maybe three hours of an evening and I'll just leave them to it. Uh, yeah, I, they start repeating themselves. They get quite boring. Yeah. It's amazing how funny and how, how, how important you think you are after a few beers. But I've been sitting there with my, you know, drinking my alcohol-free beer, enjoying the mm. evening until everyone's had three or four pints. And then it's yeah. like, 
you've already said yeah. that. you're getting loud you get you know it's like I yeah think it's 11 o'clock i'm off home you know and i've had the isn't that so interesting because we think we this is one of the myths isn't it that we think alcohol makes us more sociable and it's the opposite because when you're not drinking you see it and it's almost like a, you know a light goes out behind their eyes and they do they ju- they start talking at you no one listens to each other they just repeat themselves and you're sitting there just thinking well what's just happened here and they are slowly just being drugged and yeah. You don't see it when you're drinking because you're being dragged along with it. Exactly. And I, again, I, I, again, I just sort of think, my God, how, how do, how, how is this lie being sold to us for so long and so yeah. effectively? Like you say, when you're drinking with them, you just get drugged along with them, and you just don't, you don't, you don't feel it. But when you're there sober, watching mm. them. It's incredible, isn't it? How you you watch them get more and more and more leery, and they start shouting a little bit. And mm. yeah, it's it's sad actually when you see it happening. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, uh, you know, wanted to carry on and do the full year, uh, and also one of the reasons why I. I yeah, on the on the whole, choose not to drink anymore, is because I just don't want to be like that. And you know, I it's it's such a mystery to me why we know why we don't see it. Um, I mean, we've all you know e- even you know so you know before way before I decided to stop drinking, you know, we've all been in those situations where, I don't know, it's a Tuesday evening and a friend's turned up at 10 o'clock at night, completely rat-arsed and you're stone cold sober and they're being incredibly annoying. Why we haven't made that connection that we are also like that. We just think it was them who was really annoying. But the truth is, anyone who is drunk is really annoying yeah. if you're not drunk. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, 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 it is just extraordinary to me. It's, you know, it is like the blinkers have come off. Um, you, can, you can only make that it, distinction, can't you, once you've come out of it, once you've stepped out. Well, while you're still in the flow, you'd never think to the, the that's you know there are so many effects and knock-on effects and causes and mm. issues caused by the by alcohol. And I don't think I was aware also as to how much I w- was allowing uh, alcohol to influence a lot of my life and when I what I mean by that I suppose is you know if I was invited somewhere I might at some you know at some level I'll be thinking oh well is there a bar at that place and oh will there be alcohol and the truth you know I, I probably wouldn't go somewhere if if it was a social event if there wasn't any alcohol involved yeah. And how limiting is that, really? I mean, it's 
you know, <laughs> I can remember my uh, niece getting married a few years ago. Uh, and they, that side of my family, my sister is actually Mormon and they, they don't drink alcohol. But, you know, I, and I can remember making fun of uh, the idea of her wedding, uh, uh, you know, because there would be no alcohol. And I just couldn't get my head around how anyone could have a good time at a party without alcohol. And my God, it is so the opposite is the case absolutely um, yeah, yeah you know alcohol does not make things fun alcohol makes things incredibly boring and actually i heard it i heard someone i don't know who it was that said it but they it summed it up perfectly uh, you know alcohol so it, it it was quite early on in my challenge actually i think maybe two months in maybe not quite and i went to a neighbor stroke friend's birthday party and i was the only one not drinking and you know like they they were quite big drinkers and i i sort of felt really uncomfortable at this party and i wasn't having a good time um i just couldn't talk to anyone and oh i don't know and i came away i sneaked off i pretended i was going to the toilet and just left and hurried home and and sort of felt a bit depressed and thought god is this is this my social life now is this you know i can't enjoy everything's just really boring now and i can't enjoy myself and i bumped into some other friends who were at the same party a few days later and they said where did you disappear off to and i was like oh god i was just having such a dull time and you know probably because i wasn't drinking and i just i just sneaked off and they were like oh god it was such a boring party and i was like oh what you were bored at it as well and I realised it wasn't the fact that I wasn't drinking that was made it a boring party. It was just a boring party. Had I been drinking, it might have been marginally more enjoyable because I would have been numbing the fact away that it was boring. But, you know, and someone said, you know, alcohol makes boring things more interesting. And that's the truth. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't make interesting things more fun um it makes boring things more fun well is that what we want to do we just want to go out and have you know spend our time on boring things but making them more fun or do we want to find things that are actually fun to do without alcohol it, that, that's quite an interesting analogy though really because if you think about okay i'm going to like stereotype a little bit but if you think about someone who's like unemployed hasn't got a lot of things you know to look forward to alcohol is a really good way of making that boredom a little bit more interesting yeah. making the time go go by but vice versa it's it's keeping you subdued it's it's you know it's taking away that you know mo motivation so yeah take the alcohol out well, you know, a bit more motivated to do yeah, more oh, a lot more things yeah yeah i mean it keeps you it keeps you small it stops you doing things i mean as kids we didn't need we didn't need alcohol and we used to go to parties you know birthday parties and we'd had a great time and think back to all of those you know the summer holidays just mucking about with your mates all day long you had a brilliant time because you did stuff and you 
you you interacted with one another and as you get older and alcohol is introduced to you you stop doing anything everything just becomes centered around alcohol and it's it's sad it really is sad and i i, I wish it wasn't like that and you know and i don't know why it it is this myth that we all believe and you know and i think that's for me why so a lot of people do sober october or dry january but it's a month mm-hmm. and it absolutely isn't long enough to i don't think to to sort of see all the benefits of it because i think you have to kind of go beyond the month um and do regular things and i mean i can remember the first time i went out for dinner with a bunch of people i think there was about eight of us i only knew three of them or two of them now the idea of having to go out for dinner and make you know conversation with people who i didn't know was just terrifying to me without alcohol mm-hmm. and i can remember it was such a revelation when I got home and I was like, I had a brilliant night tonight. And I laughed, you know, like proper laughed at the conversation and had a really good time. And I thought, do you know what? You don't need to, you don't need to have alcohol. Yeah. And I drove home and that was great. (laughs) (laughs) So would you go back to alcohol? So, I mean, that's such an interesting question, isn't it? Because I've spent all of this time talking about the benefits of not drinking. And yet there's something that kind of stops me from absolutely saying I will not drink Mm -hmm. because in some ways I don't necessarily want to be defined as a non-drinker or as a drinker. Uh, I mean, I probably spent most of my life being defined as a drinker. Um, But, I think, so the way I kind of describe it is at the moment, I just choose not to drink. And I think that that keeps my mind happier, knowing that if I wanted to, I could. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I don't really see why we have to kind of come down on one side or the other. We've got this slight obsession, haven't we, when you do something, that you have to do it 100%. Exactly. Um, you know, it's like if someone chooses not to eat meat and then they might have a bacon sandwich and, you know, the wrath that they get because they've had a bacon sandwich once. And I just find it ridiculous. You know, if 99% of the time you're not eating meat, if that's what you choose to do, what does it matter if you have the odd cheeky bacon sandwich? And I think that's the way I look at it with the alcohol really is I think probably 99% of the time I won't drink. Uh, But then I do think there might be the odd occasion when even though I know it's not going to add anything to my life and it's going to probably take away the next couple of days, there is that, thing of getting completely trolleyed once every so often with your friends isn't it and letting yeah. loose <laughs> but i don't want to be doing that every friday i don't even want to even be doing it once or twice or you know two or three times a year it might be just very very occasionally at the moment i couldn't imagine it i literally could not imagine 
you know the idea of waking up with a hangover uh, uh, or waking up and thinking god what did I say to that person last night or, or who have I upset or checking your phone for messages and yeah. oh yeah. I mean the relief of not having any of that is amazing <laughs> amazing amazing and so just to kind of finish off um what what would you kind of say to anyone else who's listening to this who you know might be thinking about giving alcohol a break um yeah i mean to be honest you, you you've pretty you've pretty much put a fairly good slant on on the, the whole thing well you know there's something you could I, I think up. the thing that's yeah i think the thing is is you don't believe the reason that you, you don't want to do it um is because you simply cannot believe that you can enjoy yourself without and therefore the idea of saying all right signing up to a 90-day challenge three months of not drinking it's just too hard to get your head round because life is just going to be miserable and the truth of it is that it's the opposite but you need to give yourself time to relearn things because you do you have to relearn how to socialize in a way mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to do all of these things that you know go to a party go to a wedding and not just fall back on on getting pissed and yeah. sitting around talking shite well, yeah, <laughs> you know? But additionally, though, the more mundane things like what are you going to do on a Tuesday night when all your mates go into the pub? You know, mm. not just the weddings and the parties, which are one massive thing to get your head around. But what are you going to do on Friday when, when all you, or Tuesday or whenever when all your mates go to the pub? I mean, there are so like I've written about and like you've talked about, there are so many different things that you can do. But it takes relearning. It takes thinking about it and actually trying to think about, oh, what do I actually want to do? I could do anything, you know, really. Mm, Yeah. And actually thinking back to when you were little and what things you enjoyed as a child is a good starting point. Because the likelihood is if you enjoyed them when you were a teenager or, you know, earlier than that, then you probably still enjoy them now. It's just that you know alcohol kind of got in the way and that just became the cent- the life you know the center piece of every social event um exactly. you know so i I'm, I'm, you know i think you know just give it a shot really um uh, you know because because you don't know what you're missing and you know uh, you you don't have to give you know tell yourself you stop you know you're giving up alcohol for good it's like i was just saying i don't necessarily see it like that it's just for now you know i'm just not drinking and you just realize how much better so many things get as a result of just removing alcohol from 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 your life really Mm -hmm. perfect so uh i think we, we can wrap up there and I'll leave you drinking your, uh, your nice cup of tea there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I drink a lot of tea these days. That has to be said. A lot of tea. That was another thing. I would scoff at people going into a pub and ordering a coffee and now I do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. What are they doing? Having a bloody coffee? Yeah. <laughs> You're a pub. 
<laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So um, we'll wrap up here and uh, just like to say a big thank you again, Harvey, for, for taking the time out and coming on and talking about your experience and your journey with, uh, without alcohol. So uh, yeah, thanks very much for your time, Harvey. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure. You're listening to Smashing 50, the health, fitness and personal development podcast for middle-aged men. 